episode 52 of the Press Pass podcast presented by the Press Republican with Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio, Night Editor Ben Rowe, I am Sports Editor Joey LaFranca. We have done a year of these, Joe. How are you? 52 weeks in a year. That's right. 52 podcasts. Amazing. It's crazy. It's crazy. How are you doing, Ben? Math lesson, courtesy of the Press Pass podcast. That's 52. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And we... Uh, a month of Sundays. <laughs> a month of Sundays. <laughs> we made... We talked about originally putting, like, the first episode into this episode so you could listen to the whole thing. But after listening back to it, I have made the production decision to not do that to ourselves for various reasons uh, press pass the audio quality wasn't terrible it was more so there was I th- somebody was like beating the table the whole time <laughs> uh, Joe you were violently clicking your pen yes um, point that out. the pen I think all of our chairs were squeaking. <laughs> I, I and I, the the uh, air conditioner came on multiple I times. I remember that. And all of that <laughs> happened. The first episode was only twenty two minutes, and all of that <laughs> happened in twenty two minutes. Like customized. It was yeah. It was. I mean, I think we set the bar low, so we could only <laughs> go up from there. But we were going to, like I said, we were going to put that first episode in there, but we've made the decision not to. But if you are so inclined to listen to our first episode, if you haven't listened to it. Please do because you will certainly laugh um, hysterically um, just knowing that we think it. I know I think it's terrible, um, but we, we've done a good job since then. I think we made yes. a huge step. I, I feel like you know five episodes in or so. That's when we really started to find the groove yes. because I think that's when weak side help came. <laughs> I think that's when. Uh, I don't know if you started with Joey Bats right away. Because I don't think at the time when we started the podcast last year, the Joey Bats nickname even existed. No, it did. It did? It did. Okay. But saying it loudly. <laughs> yes. A couple of yes. episodes in. And then obviously, like, we've had some other, you know, and, and we were talking about the candy bar bracket from last oh, year. Oh, yes. Which, th- that provoked a whole thing. And I think on episode had, two, John, 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 yeah, he, too. like, questioned my childhood, like, my upbringing. <laughs> yes. It was, it was very, it was, it was, we were very heated. We were different people back then. <laughs> well, very different. COVID can do that. Yeah, too. COVID. COVID definitely like changed us. We, were, I, I think, we were very testy back then. Everybody was kind of on edge, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you take shots at my childhood and my upbringing, that's that's not that's not okay. <laughs> that is. all because I like crunch bars. Yes. Well, that's. A- <laughs> I've never heard somebody like judge somebody's upbringing because they like a crunch bar before. That no holds barred. No, I think what really, you know, made people upset was, I mean, still to this day is the no Reese's Cup yes. in the candy bar bracket, which I know, Joe, you're, you were totally against not having that included. That'll be in Joey's obituary. Yes, <laughs> Reese's Cups. Uh, that'll be on my gravestone. We'll, we'll never get a definitive answer. That'll yeah. be on my grave. Who would we, who would we contact to, like, really get a definitive answer oh, yeah. on if a, a Reese's cup is a candy bar. Was it, like, the second episode where I said my rant about <laughs> oh, peanut yeah. butter cups? Yeah, you're just, like, shoving a spoonful of peanut butter in your mouth. <laughs> um, well, what's the company that makes them? Are they Mars? Is it, it might be. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Well, if, we could, if, the, if the president of Mars is listening, then... You can come up. What if we just casually sent an email being like, do you consider Reese's Cups candy bars? Do you ever see on the History Channel the things that built America? History of food. 
things that built like America, that. Yeah. like the Titans of America. I know, I know. One of them was about candy bars. Yes. Oh, really? And the Reese's story uh, they told, which was really interesting. Was that the ones where they don't melt in your hand because they're candy coated or something? No, it's just like he was tinkering and tinkering to come up with the right formula, and then he finally did it, and then the competitors all bought it off him. Oh. But they kept the name Reese. America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting. Interesting. You know what? You, I, I'm, my, my, my brain is uh, not thinking of the movie, but when you just said, like, they don't melt in your hand, I'm thinking of the movie where there's like, no, the M&Ms, they have a hard candy shell. They melt in your, uh, melt in your what hand. What movie is that? E.T. No, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. <laughs> no, you have a hard candy shell. <laughs> E.T. was Reese's Pieces. Yes. Reese's Pieces made them are famous. I feel like Reese's Pieces are very underrated because they kind of oh. get looped into the M&M category. But I think Reese's Pieces deserve a lot of respect too. The um, what member friendlies? Yeah, they had a Reese's Pieces Sunday. Oh, oh, yes. that Gosh. sounds very good. It was awesome. That sounds very, very good. Um, do friendlies still exist? I was just thinking yeah, about. Do we just do. not? Do we just not have one? Not here anymore. Anyway. Okay. Ours okay. has just been converted into a political stadium graph. Interesting <laughs> use That's for true. They're the just short of putting a stage there. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yes, that is a interesting uh, conversion to what was once a very happy and go lucky <laughs> location. Speaking of politics, <laughs> yes. Well done. Well done. Well done. <laughs> we have a new governor. Yes, we do. First woman governor in New York State history. Madam Governor. Kathy Hochul, who arose from the rank of lieutenant governor to governor upon the resignation of Andrew Cuomo this past Monday. And on her first day, she's already answering more questions about Andrew Cuomo, which I thought last night I was answering that. Transparency is what she pledged. I think she's gaining a lot of respect early Mm. based on on the transparency. There will be a a honeymoon, like Mm -hmm. any new office holder. Um, But it's off to an interesting and probably a good start. Today, she corrected the record on the number of COVID deaths in New York State Mm -hmm. and actually increased it by about 12,000. Which is crazy. Which the Cuomo administration had downplayed. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a big step and a big number. Um, So that's a right move um, out of the gate, I would say. Um, She's got a lot of other things, uh, steps to make and uh, ground to gain. So it will be interesting to follow her and see what happens. But, yeah, if she's going to work in the spirit of transparency and openness, so much better. So much better for everybody. Yeah, it's a new, definitely a new vibe. Um, I think there's a lot of people, like you said, Joe, the, the honeymoon aspect of things definitely needs to be factored in because, you know, what will the perception be a month from now, two months from now? But at the moment, there definitely seems to be a lot of uh, – new energy um whether now whether you think it's good or bad energy that's up to you and like how you uh view politics but i mean just overall um definitely the transparency i would say is the best uh, part of what's gone on just in the short time here's the thing and i've learned this after watching government in action for literally decades yeah at all levels um there are no secrets no. Um, you may think, a person in power may think, oh, they, we can't tell anybody this. But, number one, 99 times out of 100, it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. 
And number two, 99 times out of 100, it's not that bad as they think it is. Um, government, I think, you know, I've referred to this before. Government is an institution, and institutions are all about power and control. Yeah. And they think they need to keep secrets, which is the worst thing you do. What's the old saying, Ben? The cover-up is worse. What is done in the dark will come out in the light. <laughs> The cover-up's always worse than the crime. Uh, well, I don't. I don't have a situation that I say that much. Uh, Joe, what are you? What, what are you? Why do you know to that? You know, what are you? Like into? the mob says that. Joe. That's what I'm saying. Anytime you, you try to, on your days of Rochester, if you ever try to keep a secret, it always backfires. Yes. Well, it, as you, you like know? to say too, I, I'm surprised you haven't said it yet. The, the skeleton in the closet line that you always like to drop—that's always one of your favorites. Well, it it it, it makes no sense. I mean. People elect you. You're the servant of the people. You work for them. Yeah. Um, you sh- they shouldn't be keeping secrets. And really, I mean, unless there's nuclear codes involved, <laughs> what secret is so important that it can't be told? I don't think they have nuclear codes exactly. at the New York State uh, government level. But, exactly. Yeah. I think Governor Hochul just stands up there and spills all the tea all over the place. <laughs> well, I, I'm, this should be a lesson for all elected officials, including here in Clinton County and the city of Plattsburgh. Mm-hmm. Transparency is crucial, and it's a better way to govern. Um, what's the old saying? If you, if you don't lie or cover something up, you don't have to memorize anything. I like that. <laughs> did Joe just do like a podcast subtweet? I think he did. About what? Trying to just make make it clear like transparency is key even at the local level. It is. Yes. It is. Mm-hmm. So, so elected officials, uh, open up. <laughs> uh, you'll find people will be more responsive. And, yeah. And, and you'll be a more effective leader. Yeah. If, uh, if you govern that way. Because people, everybody's made like some type of mistake or something, and I feel like when you admit to it or something like that, it makes you relatable in a sense. Now, obviously, you don't want to have some mistake that you made be terrible, uh, but at the same time, the transparency is key. Not even mistakes, just differences of opinion. Even mm-hmm. oh, people, sure. People can be like, well, they're not going to like what I what I say, so I'm, I'm not going to say it, and I'm going to keep it quiet. Yeah, it doesn't work. And that doesn't help. This is 2021, Joe. You're not allowed to have differences of opinion. <laughs> That's all we have, it seems. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Speaking of, uh, you know, just a little bit of testy type of things going on and stuff, definitely yesterday was a uh, interesting day right here on Miller Street. Oh, my goodness. It was. Yes. Um, certainly nothing to make light of. But, no, uh, no. Uh, we got reports. Of yeah, last night, um, which would have been Tuesday, right? Yes. Yeah, right around, around five. five thirty, six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard that there was a man with a gun on Miller Street, which is right next to our building here at the Press Republican. Uh, the building sits on the block between Margaret Street and Miller Street, yeah. crossing the post office. Um, we went out, checked it out. Uh, apparently, a man had a shotgun, came out. And was pointing it at a passerby, a driver, and saying things um, um, kind of incoherent almost. Um, and the man, the driver, uh, drove away, called the police. Police were here within seconds. They were heralded for a great response, which is nice to see. Good, yeah. good for city police. Thank you. Um, they took the man into the custody. Um, and the case is still being processed, I, I guess. They haven't released any more information. 
But this witness uh, came in for, we did a quick interview with I, him. I don't mean to cut you off, but how did you, did, did you just run into him? Like, I mean, it was like, no. it was like you left and five minutes later you were bringing back the guy right in. Uh, I walked outside to see what was going on and the, the police were just dispersing. Okay. Yeah, there was about four or five uh, police cars there. And they were talking to this gentleman and they ended their conversation and he started walking up towards towards me, yep. which I was standing out in the parking lot, because he actually drove into our parking lot oh, um, wow. to call the police. <laughs> so his car was in our parking lot. Okay. So I asked him, I said, everything all right? And he said, well, it is now. I said, what happened? He said, the guy came out with a gun. He was pointing it right at me. Oh. I said, oh, man. I said, I'm the editor of the press right here. Can you come in for a quick interview and tell us what happened? And he said, sure. Yeah. So we brought him in here, and we had a chat for... Ten minutes or so. Mm -hmm. he, so uh, shout out to him for willing to come yes, in. Yes, Casey Nolan. Uh, yes. Just minding his own business and gets some guy pointing a gun at him. Yeah, it's very very unfortunate. And he and did the right thing. He got out, of, got out of the area and called the police. Oh, yeah, no question about it. And it's just crazy that um, it just shows how quickly those things can happen and how quickly things can escalate. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't take much, and that's unfortunate. Um, but I like what you said too. You know, props to uh, city police for a very yes. quick response um, mm -hmm. because a situation like that um, can easily get out of hand, and it didn't. Um, it, so it that's a great thing. Could have been an unmitigated disaster. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, we unfortunately this has become kind of the norm in this country. Yeah. Uh, we see and hear about gun violence almost every day. Um, it's pervasive, and to have something like that happen here. And have it stemmed before anything really happened is, is thank goodness, because that could have gone south really fast. Oh, yeah. No question, no question about it. Well, um, I mean, you know, is that, you know, when we wander around our office, you know, um, I would say that sometimes people can get a little rowdy or a little shouty at, you know, houses around here. But that's quite something different when there's a gun involved. <laughs> Oh, and so that's, 100%. You know, that's yeah. the, the factor that changes things. No, you're right, Ben. And I mean, there's always, I mean, we're, we're used to uh, seeing some people who might have uh, enjoyed a, an extra drink or two kind of stumbling through our parking <laughs> lot or things of that nature. But I mean, th what we're talking about and what happened yesterday is a whole other level. And um, definitely just one of those things that it kind of like takes you back a second, makes you realize, you know, okay, be aware of your surroundings, just different things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing much you can really do when you're just casually just driving in your car and a guy points a gun at you. Um, <laughs> you don't expect that. No, it's it's very. It's not not something you can really anticipate. Um, but everything seems to everything seemed to have been handled um, in the right way. Well, Dan Stewart, who was mayor from 2000 uh, to 2006, used to say that cause he got criticized a lot for spending on police mm -hmm. and buying equipment and adding police officers. Um, he used to say. Once you lose your city to crimes and drugs, you don't get it back. And it's downhill from there. Um, so he was very fearful of, of losing the city to the crime element. Um, things are a lot different now, obviously. Uh, and as we've seen in the past year, talk of police reform and uh, the way things police uh, do things in their methods. Um and some have even gone as far to, you know, we've heard the mantra, defund the police. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I don't think um, that's the right approach. Does do police does policing in this country and their methods need to be looked at and maybe reformed a bit? Sure, it does. Yeah. I mean, everything, every profession needs some tweaking now and then. Um, but to have a viable police element in your town, it's crucial. It's mm-hmm. still crucial, and we have a good police department here in Plattsburgh, as evidenced by yesterday. Um, so, I mean, hopefully. They're not needed as much, but, you know, odds are, you know, crime is still going to be around. Hopefully, you know, through education programs, reform, whatever, Mm -hmm. we can get a handle on it. And, uh, you know, it always stems from economic opportunities, they say. But, you know, with COVID, our whole world has been turned so much upside down Mm. that it's hard to shake out um, exactly where we're going and, and what's happening. But we need to keep the fight up. And keep uh, striving yeah. uh, to make a better life. We, uh, on a much lighter note, too, um, speaking of having a good police department, um, I, I just made me think of this. A little, uh, probably about a month ago or so, I was at a Little League game uh, shooting some photos for ba- Little League baseball, and some of the city police, uh, two city policemen, were uh, walking around with a cooler, and they had a bunch of like ice popsicles in a cooler, nice. and they were handing them out to kids and stuff. And uh, they walked. They walked by me, and they're like, hey, "I, I." They, they said, "Do you want one?" And I was like, "Oh no, that's okay. It's for the kids." He's like, "You're never too old for a popsicle." And I said, "Okay, I'll take one." He's like, "What flavor do you want?" I said, "Anything but grape." And they're like, "You got it." So I just wanted to give a little shout out to that. Just that made me just think of that. I thought it was that was funny. I loved that when he said, "You're never too old for a popsicle." That's true. <laughs> that's true. It was a delight. Oh, it was hot that day too. Delightful to have a yeah, popsicle. Yeah, today would be a good day for a popsicle. Oh. Yes. Yeah. That, I want popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's eighty eight degrees right now. It was. Oh, it was. Goodness. It was good. It was. Uh, it was blue. The light blue flower. Yeah, uh, oh, that's a that's always a that's always a go to. But also speaking of, I don't know how to transition this. Well, but one the, last thing. Oh, about sure, the go ahead. It's just the fact that, as Joe has said, um, yeah, we've heard a lot about police reform and read a lot about it in the past year, and you know, and we've all heard strong arguments from all directions. But I always think it's important to think of the fact that in your day to day life, you know, um, you might not think of situations where you directly depend on the police. But then you never know, as you were both saying, you never know when you're going to go out there and something strange and dangerous is going to happen. Sure. And that's when you want somebody to be able to respond to that. So it's like those situations just kind of provide an example of unusual, well, I don't even know if unusual is the right word, but situations where you look to have a police force and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, sayings like back the blue and stuff like that have become political. And mm-hmm. that's unfortunately. But the bottom line is we all want and need protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's that's absolutely. the yeah. That's the word that you know. Protection. Um, you know, take strip away yeah, all the political terms and the lingo and that kind of thing. You just want when you're in a dangerous situation someone to make it safe, <laughs> <laughs> and you never know where that dangerous situation got come from. Because, gosh, you know, driving down the street and somebody steps out and takes out a gun. What do you got to do? <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. No. Um. So again, I think that's yeah. That's an important thing to you know an important story to read in the whole light of the whole thing. But Joey, one other transition. thing. Yeah. One other thing that's like big uh, in terms of our things that we want to talk about this week was just the return of uh, Plattsburgh State students to campus. Um, classes start this coming Monday. Um, we're going to really start to see students start coming back on Friday. That's typically the day. But um, I saw some kids coming back today. I'm back in their cars on uh, Broad Street, um, and uh, 
definitely will be hopefully maybe a little bit less of an odd start to this you know what we kind of like to call like this college i know it's semesters but this this next semester is going to be hopefully a little bit better than last fall and last spring um and i think covid is definitely still an issue uh i i i should say covid is still an issue um but it's a little bit different now we're obviously a lot more informed about the situation vaccines are a very interesting topic as far as Plattsburgh State is concerned. Joe, I'm sure you can go into a little bit more detail about that. But from everything um, that's going on, I think we can just hope for a good semester for Plattsburgh State, as uh, SUNY Plattsburgh as a whole, I should say. Sorry, I say Plattsburgh State because of sports. So everybody can just have to deal with that. Sorry, SUNY Plattsburgh, we know. SUNY Plattsburgh, (laughs) Plattsburgh State, whatever. Uh, Same thing. Um, But I just just hope that everybody has a good semester at SUNY Plattsburgh and uh, faculty, students, uh, everybody involved. I just hope it's a good semester and and we can get through without uh, too many uh, COVID issues. Well, I think... um you and I, Joey, were having a good conversation the other night about athletics and our thoughts on the upcoming sports seasons mm. and the fact that COVID is still among us is, um, you know, a concern. But as you were saying, it's the fact that college athletics kind of is in a weird space in the whole thing, given the environment at the college. And I had said from my reading of um, the recent, uh, uh, excuse me, the recent interviews that Robin did with um, Dr. Agnetti the senior Plattsburgh president, that it seems to me that the college stands as one of the most uniquely, like, most monitored places around here, or the higher monitor places as far as COVID tests, as far as being able to laser point in on any developing situations, and that might help the college sports be able to go on. But I just thought that Dr. Andy did did a good job laying out the fact that, look, we got this plan, we got this strategy, we got this net that lets us, you know, Again, with the pool testing, narrow down and be like, all right, it's here, that kid, that kid, that person, da-da-da, and that kind of thing. Yeah. um, Obviously, you have any place with congregate living, um, it's a higher risk. Um, And on the campus, you have, with everything involved, three to 6,000 people Mm -hmm. uh, floating around. Uh, So it is tough to tame. It's tough to keep track of. Uh, They do have a plan in place. The numbers they showed from last year were pretty good. Interesting uh, fact that Dr. Nietzsche said to us that they did not have any cases of transmission connected to a classroom. Oh, good. Most of it was community living. Um, so that bodes well. And now, like you say, Joey, with vaccines, it's a different picture. Mm-hmm. Um, the risks maybe aren't as grave as they were last year. Um, if you get a breakthrough case and you're vaccinated... You might get sick, but the odds are strongly, strongly in favor that you won't be hospitalized or die. So that is that is a lot different. Um, still, it's 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 not easy containing a you know a campus environment like that. And again, a lot of this depends on the cooperation of the students. Yeah. Um, kids eighteen to twenty two years old, roughly, mostly. Um, hey, you need to go get tested today. Eh, I don't feel like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, college that, kids. Well, that's what we're dealing like with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they can get a system in place and emphasize the importance of this because you know they do affect the community. They oh. go out in the community. 
Yeah. And, you know, we're all part of it together. So hopefully things will go smoothly. But it will be nice to see sports back on campus. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to just mention that a little bit as well. Um, Everything sports-wise for Plattsburgh State Athletics will be getting going, I believe, all on September 1st is the start date for a lot of different things. Um, Well, men's and women's soccer, um, women's volleyball. I think cross-country starts that weekend. Um, but and and women's tennis, I'm not actually I'm not sure off the top of my head when their start date is. Their schedule is a little bit different now because they actually almost they have literally half their season in the fall and then half the season in the spring. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Um, this is the first year that they've done that, and that's not to that's nothing to do with COVID. That's just new. Um, so that will kind of be interesting in that sense, but. Um, I will actually, literally, after we're done recording this, I will be heading over to Pottsburg State women's soccer practice to uh, grab some photos and talk to a couple players and uh, head coach Tanya Armelino. Um, shout out to Tanya, by the way, one of my favorite coaches to talk to. She was actually really the first coach that I did, you know, I, I worked with for a, for a beat um, when I was working for Cardinal Points. Um, I remember... First time I reached out to her via email, I said I, who I was, I said I was going to be covering the team, and she's like, oh yeah, swing by the office, and little did I know, um, she would be like the most cool coach that I've ever talked to, and like so welcoming. Like anytime I see her, or anytime I talk to her, it's not like, what do you expect of the team, or like, she's how do you think, Bill Belichick. yeah, how do you think the game went, <laughs> it's really, like the first thing is like, how are you doing? We're like, how's the, your? We're on to pot stamp. Yeah, yeah, we're on, we're on to pot stamp. <laughs> no, I mean, the any time I talk to her, it's all the first thing is always like, how are you doing? How's your family? It's that type of rapport. Yes. Um, so that's really nice, and I really appreciate that. And not to say that other coaches at Pottsburg State don't do that too. I'm just saying, like Tanya was the uh, the first coach that I really had those type of interactions with, and that was really good. Um, and Be I good I, on I, her. It, yeah, it works. It helps. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's. I think. Uh, I think women's soccer is poised for what should be another a pretty good season for them. Yes, I mean, they're going to be good. They're, I mean, they're constantly like you know, pretty much at least Suniac semifinals are better from year to year. Um, so maybe this will be the year they really get over the hump. Well, I'm a little biased. Um, I know you're a little biased. I know there's a couple, a couple, couple players that are a little, uh, well, little, little Saranac uh, alum, Peyton, alumnas, I should say. Goalkeeper Peyton Kucher has a chance to make a big impact. Yes, we yes. We wish yes. her the best. Yes, I'm. I will actually. I'm sure I'll be seeing her at practice in a little bit as well. But yeah, I, I just come uh, on. Let me hear you do your be- your best, Bill Belichick. Uh. We're, we're, uh, what, what was the one? Are we going on to? We're going on to Cleveland. Cincinnati. Oh yeah, we're going on to Cincinnati. How was that? Was that pretty good? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? Yeah, you even know that one, right? Yes. Yeah, we're going on to Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I am just very excited for Plattsburgh State Sports to get it back up and going again. And also, shout out to uh, Section Seven Athletics who are just there. All, all the teams for varsity at least are starting out their practices this week. Um, What's up? It, You're pointing at me. The first time in 32 years. Oh, we got to talk about Mary. Okay. <laughs> Mary Lou Templio is not at preseason. I thought you were going to correct me about something. You're pointing at me very sternly. I'm sorry. I can't just include Mary Lou Templio's no, things into everything. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Is she missing it, by the way? Has she said much about it? I'm sure it's probably a transition. You know, it's interesting because they practice at Morrisonville Field, which is like a stone's throw from my backyard. Right. And I can hear the kids on the field from my backyard. I didn't know they practiced there. Yeah, that's their practice field. Okay. It has been for a long time. They may be moving to Sullivan Field at some point. Okay. Um, But I can hear them practicing, Mm -hmm. and she can too. 
But um, she hasn't said a word. She hasn't. I haven't seen her looking over there or anything. Oh. So, but she'll be she'll be interested and she'll go to all the games. And yeah. Everything. Uh, as just different. As far as um, Section Seven sports go as a whole, I think the first day of games will be um, Wednesday. Oh, I'm sorry, Tuesday. Um, that'll be like when some of the first like preseason soccer tournaments begin, um, and then the this coming not this week but the following uh, Saturday will be the start of football season, um, and then the following Tuesday um, after Labor Day will be when cross country. Um, and gymnastics and volleyball starts up as far as I can remember. I might have the dates off by a day or two, but basically by the Tuesday after Labor Day, whatever that is, I think September 7th, everything's going to be going. Um, so, and, it, and to my understanding, there are no restrictions um, or anything like that. Um, Joe, have you heard anything no, about I haven't. that? No, um, it would um, be nice to see fall football again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to be really cool for the kids. I mean, I don't know. Maybe like the little like spring season that they had will be like a mini camp for them. You know, sure. I mean, obviously um, some kids graduated, but yeah, I, I think should, it'll be interesting. I mean, as far as any changes, we should say that it's we're still day to day. Oh yeah, with this thing, so who knows? Yes, I mean, there's still, to my understanding, it's still like the same type of uh, situations where if like somebody tests positive on a team, then they're going to obviously have to assess the situation. It's going to be a little bit different than it was, like, you know, say last fall at this time if somebody were to test positive. No vaccine. Well, um, the other wild card is we have a new governor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the push is to let her, let each region of the state make their own decisions. Mm. Remember last year? Yes. We all got caught up in this one we were plan, at, one rule. We were at stage for the whole stage state. two and stage three, yeah. and then mm-hmm. DefCon five, and, and yeah, whatever. And, you know, we weren't allowed to do things um, when we had better rates than other places downstate, mm-hmm. and it made no sense, and people didn't like that. That was because of the blanket uh, restrictions uh, from the governor. Mm-hmm. Um, this is different now. So if if new governor Hochul lets each region decide, we might fare better. Yeah. Also, shout out to and Dr. Zayas won't have his hands held. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, your favorite, your favorite member of the New York State Public High School Athletic Association. Um, but shout out to the kids, by the way, for um, having their first week of practice have to be in the heat. <laughs> oh yeah. I, as a former athlete, I do not miss uh, the August practices. Um, those were dreadful. Yeah. I always will remember. Shout out to Coach Epler my soccer coach, every time uh, we would have an August practice or, like, he would he would warn us by the next day being maybe a little bit tougher of a practice by saying, bring your lunch pails, gentlemen. Bring your lunch <laughs> pails tomorrow. And we were all like, like, this isn't going to be good tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, – I don't miss the uh, August heat too much. Um, when I was in high school uh, back in the 70s, <laughs> on really hot preseason days, they would give us. Do you have to do two days? Oh yeah, yeah. They would give us salt tablets. Mm-hmm. Oh, these little I've salt tablets mm-hmm. to replace your when you sweat. Yep, they were the most disgusting. <laughs> oh, I can ever. imagine. It was just pure salt. You know what? Um, so from from the times where I've coached various things, obviously you have to take some courses to make sure you're up to date on uh, being aware of different things like heat stroke, for example, yes. or different things like that, concussions, you know, the whole nine yards. But one thing that I learned that's very interesting is the main trainer, um, the head trainer at Plattsburgh State, Jason Patcher. Mm-hmm. 
he always has two things that you would never, well, you could, after I say it, you would believe it, but he has two things always in his med kit that you would think, why? He has pickle juice mm. and mustard packets. Yeah. Pickle juice, I can see. It's yeah. kind of like a brine. Yep, and mustard packets for dehydration and cramps and things like that. Ah, interesting. That's yep. interesting. Um, apparently, I think I can't remember. I think it was the mustard. Um, he was working a Final Four for hockey a couple of years ago in Lake Placid whenever Plattsburgh State was the, the host in Lake yep. Placid. And one of the refs actually like got like severely dehydrated and started cramping. And everybody's like, oh, we don't have anything like four. We, we got to get him like an IV. And they're like, oh, no, just give him some mustard packets. And the ref had mustard packets, and he was back out on the ice for the next Whoa. the next period. Magic. Just have mustard, I guess. I, I guess. <laughs> mustard is one of those. I like mustard. I li- yeah, I do, too. I've actually had a new. Man. No? If it's not Michigan. I've had a new, I've had a new love for, for mustard with, uh, I, I've gotten these, I've been eating these honey wheat pretzel twists they're basically like pretzel sticks yeah. with some mustard and i dip them, them in yes. mustard and they're very good there's mm-hmm. a lot of fancy mustards too mm-hmm. yeah it's great dijon <laughs> dijon yeah it's very good oh, I love you know what I, you know speaking of condiments i just did uh i had a uh, pork chop the other day and i was like ah. very underrated meat pork chop is very good. it has to be cooked right though if yes. it's tough it's gross yeah but I don't know if people are going to be like, ew, when I say this, or they're going to be like, hmm, okay. I put some barbecue sauce on it, and then I also put some hot sauce on it, and I mixed it together. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. It was actually very good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminded me of just like a summer barbecue type of taste. Absolutely. Um, honestly, when you're talking about barbecue sauce and hot sauce, can you go wrong? No. No, no. you got to put mint jelly on pork chops, though. Mint that's, jelly? That's yes. lamb. I can't say I've had mint jelly, and I can't say I've ever had lamb. Honestly, I like mint jelly. You know what I have had before, though, and my mom will laugh if she listens to this. I have had elk. Yep, I, I've had in elk. meatball form. I don't think I've had yeah. elk before. In, I've had in, venison plenty of times. In, but. in meatball form, and when I was a kid, I I remember having spaghetti and meatballs, and I asked my mom. I said, "Meatballs taste weird," and she's like. They're, they're, oh yeah, they're they're with they're made with the elk meat, and I said, oh, they're elk balls, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, don't call them elk balls, and the little twelve or thirteen year old Joey was like, no, we're gonna call them elk balls. So yeah. like anytime that comes up now, it's like, oh no, not those, not those, those. those. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of like the, what do you call it, gamey? Type yeah, of meat. it's different. Yeah, it's I'm not. Different. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. Speaking of that, when is Michigan season over? Uh, is Michigan season ever? No, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> yeah, is that your question? Well, <laughs> this year, with the town of Plattsburgh's uh, promotion, mm-hmm. it was the year of the Michigan. I thought it was just for the month of July. It was, but yeah, we're, we're going to we're, we're extend. Yeah, the year of the hot dog is the month of Michigan. <laughs> okay, I have an alarming thing to share with you. By the way, I saw this report about Michigan. No, well, about hot dogs. Okay. Oh yeah, how hot dogs take a half hot dog. Hour off your hot life. dogs. Every hot dog you have yes. takes thirty. Are you willing to sacrifice thirty minutes off your? I'm life already. For a hot I, dog? Then I'm. I should be legally dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying right off the bat, no. yeah. Well, that, I, saw, I saw on the internet somebody tweeted, well, that depends. What 30 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> so you can True. pick and choose which 30 minutes you're going to lose. Like if there's going to be a crappy 30 minutes, you're just like, oh, yeah, that, those are fine. Like give me, that, The hot dog could actually put you out of your misery in that sense. Yes, then. exactly. It's, cra- it's crazy. Like, you know, I don't know how those things. I mean, think about Joey Chestnut. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. 
that guy probably has like a year to live. Seventy hot dogs at this <laughs> at this point. I I always I always am amazed by like guys like that who who I I I I, it, I know it's like kind of like cliche to talk about it, but that is ridiculous. Like how many hot dogs oh, those people it's eat? Beyond it's absurd. Ridiculous. It's, it's like not not real. I would always I I I might have said this on the podcast before, but I always would love to be like the guy who like po is like a poser at a. Um, hot dog eating contest and like the the horn sounds or the bell rings or whatever they do and everybody's like scarfing them down and I just sit there and just casually you know enjoy it enjoy a hot dog and I'll I'll sit there way after way after the competition's done be like nope still going still going do that for a pie contest not a hot dog contest yeah I think a pie (laughs) I think a pie contest would be a lot better I've always been curious about pie contests too is there like a go-to like type of pie blueberry that you pie have usually. for pie content? Is it usually blueberry pie? Yes, because that makes for fun, messy. Messy, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty hefty pie mm-hmm. to have a pie eating contest with. Mm-hmm. It's never like apple or anything like that. Usually like, not. Usually it's blueberry. Imagine Again. if it was like a pudding pie. <laughs> that though you could scarf that right down. Again, former mayor Jim Calnon, blueberry pie eating champ. I don't I know if it. I've ever had blueberry pie. Oh, it's awesome. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I, I have a craving for pecan pie now. Pecan pie is a delight. That reminds me of making blueberry pies on my summer bucket list. I got working on that. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But hey, this has been a fun episode. Mm-hmm. I think this is one a year. Good, this is a good way yeah, to yeah, ap- yeah. wrap up episode fifty-two. We had some serious stuff, and yep. then we wrapped. We actually started it off with food, and we ended mm-hmm. it with food. And honestly. If for people who don't know and have people who haven't listened, this is kind of a food podcast anyways. It is. It really turns into that pretty much at least every other Now week. I actually, yes, have to go and look and see what was the first random food segue the driver <laughs> did on us saying, wait, I've got a food story. It's true. And then it became a tradition. Uh, bananas. Bananas were it up might there. might have been, yes. They were up there one of the first. You did banana. That was one of them? Yeah. Hannaford okay. Bananas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hannaford Bananas. By the way. Hannaford has these delightful salt, uh, salted caramel chocolate chip cookies in their bakery Ooh, that I've discovered. Oh, you have to try them. Those take at least 40 minutes off your life. <laughs> yes. Um, I, so I looked at the, I made the mistake of looking at the, the health uh, no, things on the back. That. 500 calories. Yes. For one cookie? For one cookie. It's, I, it's, a, it's like not a Texas cookie, but it's pretty big. It's in the... It's, uh, so you know where they used to have like where you could open up the cabinets and you could actually like yeah. pick from it's in that area they're kind of buried a little bit though they're on the far right hand side of like the bakery area like okay. it's past the muffins but before the bread if that makes any sense I, i'll uh, have to look for it yeah mm-hmm. very good very good i always say if you're gonna eat a cookie eat a good cookie yeah just have a really good cookie yes. don't don't have don't have <laughs> don't some little like chip yeah, yes. or something yeah. although yeah. chip yes underrated everybody loves cookies <laughs> on that note, I think we'll wrap it yeah, up. No, no, I just one final. Oh, thing, sure, yeah, One final ahead. thing to say about earlier we were talking about crime in the city. I want to rest assured we are not Chicago, Detroit. Plattsburgh no. is still a safe, <laughs> relatively safe, nice place to live. And well, uh, that's one of the things. Let's that's not get over dramatized yes, here. Yes, that the internet tends to yes perhaps oversell things but yeah the reason why those scenes like that are so shocking is because they don't happen that it doesn't happen (laughs) yes no and and yeah for the people who say there's always the people who like accuse media of like sensationalizing things it's not what we're doing i mean 
When was the last time we reported on somebody having a gun pointed in their face? It doesn't We, we don't just, like, go and seek these stories. I mean, it literally happened down the street from us. We didn't <laughs> yes. go and seek it out. It literally happened down the street. It found us. Yeah, it, it found us. We're lucky it didn't literally find us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, no, that's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up, Joe. But, anyways, you can listen to this podcast on PressRepublican.com. By the way, there was an issue with uh, some of the links for our podcast on our website. I fixed that. Um, just a little programming note there. Uh, but you can also find it on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, you can also, and we post our links on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And yeah, that's for episode 52. I think this was pretty good. I think this was pretty good. But Joe, go ahead and sign us off. Awesome. Awesome job. Thank you guys for a year of uh, fun and interesting conversation. <laughs> yes, and thank you out there for listening and supporting us. Vital listeners. We appreciate everything, and we wish you all a week's time.